This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, but today plus one more friend. Please. Hey, hi. Okay, so we're not going to tell you who that is yet, but if you know her, you might recognize her voice. Anyway, so this is a podcast where three friends, plus one more friend, co-workers, uh, coffee industry people, although the one might not be a co-worker or a coffee industry person, but that's okay. It's a foursome of friends, and we're going to try a coffee, and we're committed to giving it no bad reviews. I feel like this intro is kind of a hot mess. <laughs> and I'm Marcus. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah, when he covers his eyes, I think everything's over. A little oh, okay. weird. <laughs> Sorry. We're just going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Our listeners can know us as the hot mess that we truly are. That's fine. And I'm um, Jenny, and I'm the lead coffee roaster. Oh, wait. <laughs> What's going on? I run the coffee company. <laughs> and I'm Marcus. I'm the lead coffee buyer <laughs> and roaster of green coffee. Oh, you guys, I blame me for this. <laughs> yeah. Our mystery guest, yes. who we haven't introduced yet. <laughs> who are you, Steph? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steph. I'm the employee of the year. I'm going with that now. Colonel Steph. <laughs> Colonel Steph at Modest Coffee, mm-hmm. which is the best coffee company in the whole world. And we're here with a special guest today. Who is? Oh, I'm I'm Joanna. I'm I'm friends with all these guys, and um, I'm super excited to be here because I've been listening to your podcast since the very first episode. Actually, oh yeah, Joanna. Goss. <laughs> yeah, that's my last name. We have a famous person on our podcast, so just listen up. We're big time now. <laughs> uh, Joanna Goss is an accomplished and amazing, beautiful artist, also a published author and a reality TV star, I just learned. <laughs> <laughs> you can find her on TLC. <laughs> Big world. <laughs> That's an obscure reference to the past, but it did happen. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. The wedding episode. The, because she, the wedding episode. The wedding episode, because yeah. she also does beautiful wedding things. And if I could get married again, which I wish I could, you would be the wedding person I would choose to do things to make my wedding look beautiful. Thanks, Jenny. It means a lot. Yeah. So today's episode, we are doing Aldi versus Trader Joe's. It's going to be a little bit like Donut Wars, but what we decided to do is split it up into a part one and a part two. So part one will have Aldi and part two will have Trader Joe's. And Joanna is our resident Trader Joe's expert. And so we invited her onto the podcast because she has insider information. Yeah, I I work there four days a week and I can tell you quite a lot about my experience, but I've also done a a lot of reading about the origin of Trader Joe's because you guys made me. (laughs) (laughs) And for legal purposes, these are your own opinions or are you like the... Official spokesperson. You're the official spokesperson. (laughs) Yes, there's a chance my boss is going to end up listening to this. this I just actually made this all up. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Legalese done. I think it's really great that we've got an insider 
And also somebody who's so accomplished. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for saying so. Um, Is it time to make the bacon? Well, I was going to do the clarifications first. I'm going to change it up this week. Okay. First, I said I would do a clarification and I remembered to do it. And Amy Sedaris's TV show is actually satire. And it's no longer on the air. So that means she has plenty of time to bring us LSD Russian roulette cupcakes. I don't think that's much of a stretch after watching that show. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a normal ingredient. She probably has like a bottle of LSD in her pantry. So yeah, that was my only clarification I had. This is a great time, if we're ready to make some bacon, to remind new listeners like, hey, like welcome and go back to the beginning. And then come back and visit us. Go back to Maple Bacon? Yep. Well, why don't you go back and listen to some of our favorites? What would be a favorite episode that you would tell someone to listen to first? Papa Papa Nicholas. Yeah. That was pretty fun, actually. But that was the Maple Bacon. That was, that was Maple the first Bacon. One. That's a great place to start. Um, that was good. Donut Wars was Donut really Wars. great. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like Donut Wars. I also like your breaking down distilling. Like, was it the Jim oh, Beam one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dug that one. Yeah. That was one I was telling a lot of my co-workers about, you know, to seem cool. I actually <laughs> also don't drink alcohol, but it's fun to talk about and you can relate to others. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a sports person yeah. at like the water cooler, somebody who doesn't watch sports, but tries to go to work. Yeah, exactly. Around sports guys. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I got some uh, alcohol facts for you. Guess what? Touchdown. (laughs) Bacon. Bacon. We want to make some bacon? All right. You can find us on patreon.com slash nobadreviewspod where you can listen to our Love It or Leave It episodes. We have coffee-flavored sparkling water from Aldi. Mm. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Is that caffeine-free? I don't even... I, I think it has caffeine. Huh. And then we've got some other interesting things planned for the future. So, uh, yeah, if you want to hear those, unfiltered, we give bad reviews and love it or leave it. And then also you can still give us money, which helps us uh, buy questionable coffee. And that is buymeacoffee.com slash nobadreviewspod. And also telling a friend about our podcast and forcing them to listen to it. Like, just casually be at a party and instead of music just play our podcast <laughs> that's a great way that is. yeah it really gets the vibe going at the party for sure or the bar in summer barbecues this podcast is perfect <laughs> with barbecues just blast it in your backyard i don't think i have any other business um jonah do you want to plug some business i do have an instagram and it's a personal account but it has a lot of my artwork and some of the things I do at Trader Joe's, which I'm a store artist, so I get to draw on chalkboards at, at work. And you'll see some of those things. It's uh, Joe, J-O-W-A-Y, Seeker, Joe Way Seeker is my Instagram handle. So check, check it out. And didn't okay. you just start selling some of your vintage stuff at Offbeat Thrift in downtown Aurora as yeah, well? Yeah, thanks for that reminder. I'll be bringing over a cartload of vintage clothing that I've had since I was a college kid. So I'm happy that I'll have a home um, in downtown Aurora. And I have to say, like, your taste in vintage clothing is really great. Anytime you post something, I'm like, can I please have that? Basically everything you do, I'm really excited about. Thanks, so. Jenny. Cool. Well, I guess we're probably ready. This is going to be the Aldi side of Aldi versus Trader Joe's. Aldi started first. It's the older company. I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell so you kind of understand where we're going. There are two brothers, German guys, Carl and Theo. And they started Aldi in Germany. One of them owns the Aldis in the U.S. And the other one purchased Trader Joe's in the U.S. The companies are separate, but they're brother companies. And that's why we're talking about them together. But we'll start with the Aldi story. 
Not everyone has an Aldi. Did you know it's not really nationwide? It's really sad. Aldi's great. I can say, though, that I grew up thinking that Aldi was only for poor people. Same. Yes. Totally. Aldi was less cool a few decades ago. Aldi has gotten cooler Mm -hmm. over the Mm -hmm. years, for sure. But yeah, I was always embarrassed when my mom took me there when I was a kid. But it was next to the Hostess discount outlet. So then there was a reward at the end. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My grandma would always shop at Aldi, so... I just loved all the shit that they had. And I was like, this is the fucking greatest store. You just walk in shits everywhere. Yeah. Back then. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It kind yeah. of still is. And you yeah. use, you just use the product boxes to yeah. shove all your shit in mm-hmm. and be <sighs> on your way. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And then it's always fun to take a trip down that aisle that is like home miscellany because you never know what you're going to find. I found a foam roller. Oh, yeah. I think I saw <laughs> foam rollers recently. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I've used at least twice. So <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's a cool store. Yeah. When I went shopping for coffee for this episode, Aldi, they've upped their game because they had quite the selection of fair trade, organic, single origin coffee. Mm-hmm. And I went to Aldi first. And then I went to Trader Joe's. And I was kind of, sorry, Joanna, but disappointed in the Trader Joe's coffee selection. I expected them to rival Aldi with like their fair trade organic and really like uh, the best I could find was an organic fair trade blend. And I am sure that you take it like as a personal, like, yeah, yeah. your identity. If they, <laughs> their selection is not up to Jenny's standard, that you're like, ah. No, I'm trying you're- to maintain um, universally neutral in this uh, show off, the showdown, <laughs> so to speak. You're not going to go fight me out back afterwards no, over the coffee? No. no. Honestly, okay, I, I drink. Mala's coffee, so I don't really have a horse in the race, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, while we're talking about modern Aldi stores, let's just take one more minute to describe them for people who are unfortunate enough to not live near one. They don't do any marketing. The stores are small like a Trader Joe's, and they're very utilitarian. No hand-painted signs. It's, it's stacked boxes, and they pull the top and side off the box on top, and you pull the merchandise out of the box. It's a way to save as much money as possible. It's considered sort of a discount grocery store. Um, you have to pack your own bags. They ring up your merchandise and just toss it right back <laughs> into your cart. At the speed of light, you have to put a quarter in the cart and like lease the cart for 25 cents and return it to where it belongs so they don't have to hire the cart guys to go out there and fetch them. It's a very efficient store. It is incredibly efficient. <laughs> Compared to Walmart, for example, Aldi is 20% cheaper than Walmart brand items and 40% cheaper than name brand items purchased at Walmart. I expected the store brand Walmart to be on par with Aldi. Yeah, I, heard, right. I thought it was a great value. Yeah. Well, not mm. that great. <laughs> um, so Aldi stores started in Germany, and the, the real beginning of the story is in 1913. The founders of Aldi are two brothers, Carl and Theo Albrecht, but it was actually their father's grocery store originally. Their father opened a grocery store in 1913 called Albrecht's. I'm so glad you're going first because I'm going to have to mention them and I didn't know how to pronounce their name. Oh, I'm making an (laughs) assumption? Let's go with that. Okay, Albrecht's. Yes. I think Albrecht sounds about right. Yeah. Albright? No, No, no. (laughs) 
Uh, their dad was a baker. He opened this really small grocery store. It was on the ground floor of a four-story brick row house, and they lived upstairs. A year after he opened the grocery store, he was drafted into World War One, and Oy. his wife, Anna, had to take over the store. And she pretty much ran the story after that. The brothers are reclusive and don't give many mm. interviews. Like one of the brothers gave one or two interviews and that was it. But he never mentioned his dad. It was all about his mom, hmm. how she really wanted them to be involved in the business. And she really like showed them how to run a grocery store like this was all her. The dad came back from the war, and I guess he was too sick to run the grocery store. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe PTSD or maybe like an injury or I don't know. Um, I just want to say like bad bitch alert, you know, get a mom involved in a business and she's going to make that shit go well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All her. Mm -hmm. So Carl Albrecht was born in 1920 and Thea was born in 1922. They were very working class. This was in Essen, Germany. They did not have a lot of money. Germany, post-World War One, I, I guess shit wasn't awesome. There can, were food shortages. There were problems. I can imagine. When the boys were very young, their mom had them pulling a wooden wagon loaded up with bread and buns oh around gosh. the neighborhood to sell. Okay, so we've had like mobiles. We've had horse-drawn carts. Now we have a child labor-drawn cart. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting out dark. <laughs> Oh, that's actually the cute part of the story. Oh, no. It's going to get way darker. <laughs> oh, no. As they got older, Theo continued to work with his mom in the grocery store. Carl went to work in a delicatessen. And then World War II broke out. Theo was drafted in 1938. He was only 18. And that was a year before Hitler invaded Poland. So very early, Theo was drafted. I don't know about Carl. I just want to say something about Nazis. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. I, you know, in the Donut Wars episode, we talked about jab holdings, and I would hate to miss an opportunity to talk shit <laughs> about jab holdings. They had a chemical factory in Germany during World War II and used forced labor. So somebody in power made the decision that that was a perfectly fine thing to do, to like have these prisoners brought in and be forced to work. I feel like that's a different level of Nazi than the 18-year-old kid who gets drafted. Like, I don't know how 18-year-old Theo Albrecht felt about Hitler, about Jewish people, about going to war. I have no idea. And I'm not trying to make any excuses for any Nazis at all. I just feel like these guys had no money. They had no connections. And they couldn't say no to the Nazis either. He had no really. bone spurs. No bone spurs. <laughs> That's right. We also have to think like 18-year-olds, while being considered adults, are still basically children yep. and don't really have the reasoning skills. So like whatever angle you want to look at it from, and mm-hmm. if they weren't Nazis as adults, I mean, that would make a difference, right? If they were like... Heil Hitler in the 1960s, I'd be like, okay, yeah, we have a problem. (laughs) Um, And to be clear, this is not like us Nazi sympathizing. This is like putting into understanding how somebody like him could be in the situation that he was in. Right, right. Well, let's also like call attention to the fact that fucking nobody should be drafted into any fucking war. Yep. Oh, you're all looking at me. Oh, you oh, you breathed? (laughs) Could you pick that up? I was just, I was thinking what, um... Steph described as like a lighthearted, funny, fun 
um, morning because <laughs> 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 evolved into um, Nazis. Welcome. Uh, Keep it going, you guys. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> uh, so these guys had um, not a fun time in the German army during World War II. Theo was sent to the Africa Corps. I kind of forget that there was like a whole African theater during World War II. Like the whole northern part of Africa was just being like bombed by airplanes the entire time. Shit, I actually knew none of that. Um, The movie Casablanca, it's like my only touch point. Mm -hmm. The movie Casablanca came out ahead of schedule because the U.S. had just landed boots in North Africa and the government was like, hey, can you maybe put out this movie really quick so we can get some sympathy? So Italy had a lot of interests in Northern Africa and Germany was really just in North Africa to back up the Italians. Like, if you're into World War II history, I assume Rommel is, like, a big popular character because he was, like, a really interesting Nazi leader. He was not supposed to be running the show. He was supposed to be backing up Italy. And Italy was mostly fighting the British until the U.S. showed up. And they were trying to protect the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal was the only way to get oil from the Middle East into Southern Europe and Northern Africa. So they were trying to hold that ground. They were trying to block the British from bringing in supplies. And they were trying to make sure that they didn't lose any ground. It was a desert. And all across like that whole northern like half circle. Yeah. 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 The stuff that's closest to Europe. It was horrible, of course, because it was a war zone. But if you were like a German and you were drafted, this was not the worst place you could be mm-hmm. sent. That's true. Rommel was like very strategic. Like we need to blockade this and we need to protect this. And he was less about like, let's burn down the fucking village. Mm-hmm. Theo was captured either in Tunisia or Italy by the Americans and held as a prisoner of war until the end of the war. So if he was drafted in 38, the Americans didn't even enter the war until 41. Hmm. So he was fighting for three years and then prisoner of war for three years. So until he was like 25 or whatever. That's a really shitty start to your adulthood. Yeah. Like, for real. Carl had it even worse. I don't know when he was drafted. Worse. Oh, my God. He was sent to the Eastern Front. And so on the war zone scale, that was, like, as bad as it could get. It was especially brutal, especially bloody. Germany was fighting the British and the Americans to the West. And then on the Eastern Front, Germany was fighting Russia. And... Wait, I thought Germany and Russia were friends. No? They were, like cool and then they weren't so wait there were three sides in world war ii there's like russia the west and then like germany and italy well is that how this i think if russia was fighting germany then technically russia was was russia one of the allied forces or officially russia switched sides like they were not trying to fight the germans but then stalin found out that hitler was going to invade the ussr so he declared war you know like in cartoons like when there's a big huge brawl and there's just a bunch of like puffs of dust and then like arms and legs and faces and they're all like just swirling around and rolling around like a mosh pit it's like this is what i'm imagining world war ii was just a bunch (laughs) of people like rolling around like throwing punches at each other like there's got to be a listener that knows something about World War II history, and I would love that person to write in. Those letters are coming. As 
evidenced by my silence, it's not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so thrilled the cats are back in this room. Um, proceed. So yeah, the Eastern Front moved. It, like imagine just like a big thick stripe between Germany and Russia going like all the way down Europe. And it was just like a constantly moving battlefront. And the Germans wanted to exterminate the Slavic people as well. And that's what they were doing as they pushed towards <sighs> Russia. They were just shooting people in the street. Oh, my fucking God. They had a poison gas van. They had vans. What? That they would, like, load people into and poison them. Ugh. Like an ice cream truck of death is the way I picture oh it my in my head. It's so fucked up. That's so fucked so up. So fucked up. What if it had like a fun song too? Oh God. Rolled down the street. <laughs> oh no. Oh, terrible. No. That is horrible. Oh, that's so dark. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, oh God. This is terrible. There. It's like it's like the concentration camps were so bad and so horrible right. that it also it kind of overshadowed all this other right horrifying. I am flabbergasted <laughs> at just like how horrible that is, and I am also upset that I have never been taught this. Yeah, yeah. Well, more soldiers died on the Eastern Front than on all the other fronts of World War II combined. What? As far as civilian deaths, it was also horrific. So many civilian deaths. In in Leningrad alone, mm. a million civilians died over the course of 18 months. What the fuck? It, I, like, it was just a bloodbath and so many war crimes on both sides. They were, like, burning down villages. They were raping people. They were. It was just, like, really terrible. Um, that's where Carl got sent. And he was wounded Oof. very quickly after arriving. He was wounded in the leg. They were threatening to amputate. They ended up managing to save his leg. But then he was captured. And he was marched for weeks to wherever the prison camp was that he was then stuck until the end of the war. On so, his fucked up leg? Yes. Imagine that. Oh, my God. That fucking sucks for, like, a kid. But on the other hand, there's a bunch of kids just like him who are the ones who killed a million people in Leningrad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel just shitty all around. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks for Carl. His leg shot. But then he was taken as a prisoner of war, so he couldn't go kill more people. He was actually really lucky to be taken as a prisoner of war because a lot of people were just shot on sight instead of being taken anywhere. And a lot of people who had re recovered somewhat were sent right back to the front in spite of their injuries. So the fact that he got to sort of back off the whole thing in spite of it being a prisoner, like the prisoner of war camp was the best option at that point, I guess. So Yeah, and, and were that not the case, we wouldn't have the... Great low-cost retailer that we have today. <laughs> so it really worked out in America's favor. It sure did. Uh, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. In 1945, the war ended. They returned to Essen, and it was kind of miraculous that the story hadn't been bombed because Essen took so much bombing during the war. Just a real shit show in Essen in their neighborhood, you know, again, post-war, not enough food. They took over the store from their mom at that point, and by 1950, had grown it to 13 stores. They were really serious about keeping the prices low. They removed merchandise that didn't sell. They didn't advertise. They had no fresh produce in their stores at all. Very, very small stores. Some of them were the size of, like, a dorm room. Hmm. And 
They were the first grocery store in Germany to allow people to take their own things off the shelves. Like previously you would walk in and you would give your list to a clerk and the clerk would gather all your things for you. Wow. But that required more staffing. So in order to cut staffing costs, they let people grab their own stuff. So like like we do here. Pumping your own gas versus Oh yeah, you're right. Pump Mm -hmm. your gas. Yeah. That's so crazy. Because how did you know if you wanted to, like, impulse buy a new product? It probably wasn't. Impulse buying wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. <laughs> Products weren't a thing. There were so – it was just, like, basics. Yeah. So no aisle of shame for small <laughs> No foam rollers. <laughs> wow, interesting. So do you think they were the first store that dropped the store clerk picks your stuff up model or – They were the first ones in Germany. In the United States, that was already how things were done. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's like deeply – American independence. Yes. <laughs> I don't even do my fucking shopping. If I want to impulse buy Dunkin' Caramel Macchiato cereal, <laughs> then I will. <laughs> That's right. By 1960, they had 300 locations. Holy shit. They wow. grew like crazy. How wow. the fuck did they grow like that? They were extremely popular. Everyone was poor. And they were the most affordable store. Their goal was to be 20% cheaper than everyone else, which they're still doing. And so... That's why they were so extremely popular. Wow. 1960 is also the time when the two brothers had their big dispute over cigarettes. Theo wanted to start selling cigarettes in the stores. Carl said, if we stock cigarettes, we're just going to end up with a bunch of shoplifters in here. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally his argument. And so they very amicably, this was not like a big fight. They were very friendly all through their lives. They were very amicable about this Blitz. They okay. decided, like, the answer is Theo would take half of the stores, Carl would take the other half, and they could just decide what they wanted to sell and not have to worry about it. Hmm. They literally drew a line right through their hometown. <laughs> <laughs> and Theo got all the stores to the north, and Carl got all the stores to the south. Aldi Nord and Aldi sued. Wow. This is also when they changed the name. Those 300 stores originally had still been Albrecht's. And so they changed them all to Aldi, A-L for Albrecht, and D-I for discount, which is spelled and pronounced very similarly in German. So that's where the name Aldi comes from. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Wow. The stores were still... You didn't know that? No shit. I didn't know that. (laughs) Do you know know how many people come through Trader Joe's and they're like, "Um, this is owned by brothers. They had a big brawl, didn't they? They want the juicy scoop, but it's not what they think it is. It's so. not juicy. They You're actually friendly. doing a huge service to oh. <laughs> both Aldi and Trader Joe shoppers You're by explaining welcome. this all. Do you ever get coworkers that that came from Aldi? Heck yeah, we do. Nice. Yeah, there's quite a lot of like um, crossover from from Aldi to Trader Joe's. Huh. Let that be known. Yeah, but it not the, not the other way. I've not heard of that. I'd say way more. It feels like a little bit like. Aldi maybe being a discount is like beneath Trader Joe's. Um, I don't know firsthand, but what I hear is it's much more churn it out, less about customer service and, and your face and the customer. It's more like get the product on the floor faster, more, et cetera. They I don't have a crew member. Right. There's no uh, nautical tier <laughs> distinction. There are no crew versus first mate versus uh, captain of the store. There are no bells. <sighs> no Blame. bells. I know. How Sorry. is anybody going to know when an employee is under 21? 
<laughs> That's a really good question. I don't know what they do. I can say when I did Instacart for like a year, once upon a time, Aldi was my favorite store to shop at. It was like small. It was easy to navigate. The employees were like zip, zip, zip and got all your stuff. I was in and out of an Aldi in like 10 minutes. And that was great. And as your friend, I feel like that speaks to your personality type. You're so like independent, task driven and efficient. Yes. Where people, I think people, a lot of the appeal of Trader Joe's is coming there to like hang out Mm -hmm. stay a while (laughs) yeah and in there i mean it's like built into the company that they want you to hang out and have fun Uh peruse and find out what trader jose's got on his mexican aisle yes yeah here's a question do they play music at aldi i don't think so there you go so either yeah so you're i mean that's do they play music at trader joe's they do it's it's actually really important that that's a part of the um experience for the customer to like you know, recognize the tune. I see customers walking around, uh, like, lip syncing. They're, like, bopping along. They're, like, having their own personal party of one at the Trader Joe's, but with everyone else. Right. So it's, like, a sensory thing. They want to appeal to the senses, including, like, the auditory senses. So I just wondered. Yeah, it is definitely, like, no frills, strip down, get your shit, and get the fuck out as fast (laughs) as you can. (laughs) Which... Is also great. I mean, there's a time and a place for both of those experiences. Yeah. I do want to say one thing that I have done some price comparisons, though, and the Aldi brand versus the Costco Kirkland brand. Uh oh. Kirkland is often cheaper ounce for ounce than Aldi at Costco. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not a really fair comparison because you have to be a member to go there. So that's not um, like, you know, that's not open to the general public. You can't you know? actually, I think you can actually shop at Costco without a membership. You just pay like a slightly higher fee per item. I 20%. believe maybe. Well, there you go. Then Aldi's happy with that. Then that just, it, that makes you equal to Aldi. But why put yourself through all that Navigating shopping. stress, elbow to elbow, atmosphere. A three when hour you can process. Get, in, get out and have spoken nary a word to a single person <laughs> <laughs> in the Aldi experience. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just realized how a recluse would, like, I was a imagining, recluse and a miser? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from like the miser standpoint, Aldi made sense, but now from a recluse standpoint, it makes sense it, too. All is coming clear now. Aldi embodies the spirit of these brothers yeah a hundred percent yeah this is the store made for them (laughs) theo owned aldi nord and he's the one who bought trader joe's carl owned aldi sued and he's the one who has the aldi stores in the u.s so carl is no cigarettes and theo is trader joe's and is pro cigarettes Wait, which one was older? Carl? Carl's older. Mm, Yeah, that sounded like an older sibling move. A little more buttoned up. Yeah. More playing it safe. Yeah. No riffraff in my store. Yeah. Right? (laughs) We may be discount, but we're not cheap. (laughs) So 1960 is when they split, but they didn't financially and legally separate until 1966. So they were still sort of like one company until then. And even after 1966, and still today, they negotiate together with vendors and suppliers in order to get a better price. Are they both still alive? They are not. Okay. There are like family foundations that are running both of these companies now. There is a rumor that they're going to rejoin the two companies 
Whoa. for efficiency. Hmm. But I don't know if it's true or if, or when it might really that. happen. But there like, is talk of it. Two black holes combining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to Germany and the U.S., there are all these stores all over the world. And the way they did it was they each got a country. So, like, (laughs) Theo has Denmark, France, Belgium, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, Poland. And then Carl, Ireland, the U.K., Hungary, Switzerland, Australia, China, Italy, Austria, Slovenia. So the U.S. and Germany are the only two countries where both companies exist together. The... Aldi Nord stores in Germany sell Trader Joe's brand products. What? I saw some in a video. Whoa. Whoa. That's so crazy. I have noticed that, especially with the Isle of Shame, like the temporary seasonal random products, lots of times they'll match up with a Trader Joe's product. Like Hmm. it's identical, but the packaging is just like a tiny bit different and doesn't say Trader Giotti's on it or whatever. So yeah, there's definitely crossover with products. They're still very much together on this because they get better prices if they're ordering twice as much. So I could go to an Aldi here in the United States Mm -hmm. and get the same thing that they might have at Trader Joe's up the street, but for probably like 50 cents less. Right. Because it's not in cute packaging. Right. Oh. Wow. What do you have to say to that, Joanna? Oh, I just noticed Juno was licking berries. (laughs) Blueberries and strawberries. I've never seen a cat do that. But that is also... Fascinating. (laughs) Here's an interesting story. 1971, Theo gets kidnapped. (gasps) What? At gunpoint, these two guys, Heinz Ullenberg and Diamond Paul Crone, know who he is. He's like a millionaire at this point. They kidnap him at gunpoint, but then they demand ID because Theo is such like a miserly guy that he's wearing like an ill-fitting old suit and they're like what if this really isn't the millionaire that we're supposed to kidnap so they make him show id and then they take him to dusseldorf and put him in a wardrobe and he's there for 17 days in a ca- in like a closet in like in a an closet. armoire yes oh my god yes and was he like in heaven just fucking <laughs> yeah. Finally recluse. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm you're so- not supposed to enjoy this, man. Uh, I that, I'm surprised that they were able to get him. Because I'm thinking like a recluse, like not really leaving the house, not really doing much. They still went to work all the time. They oh, were still very serious about their jobs. So yeah, I think he was on the way to work and they like pulled his car over somehow. Wow. Maybe they were like, we have some severely discounted goods and products. And come take a look. <laughs> like, they're like, it's in the trunk, man. Yeah. Like, you know, kid candy scenario. <laughs> Firm misers. Grocery store chains. <laughs> they demanded 7 million Deutschmarks in ransom, which was equivalent to about $2 million US at the time, which was the highest ransom ever paid in Germany. Wow. And his brother, um, Carl, paid the ransom. And he was returned safely. One of the guys, Diamond Paul Crone, was spending some of the marked bills and got caught and arrested. Mm. The other guy, Heinz Ohlenberg, had fled to Mexico and was extradited back to Germany. They spent eight and a half years in prison. They only found half the money. The other half of the money, a million dollars US, is still missing somewhere. Wow. Wow. Huh. 
So there's a treasure hunt for you if you're in Germany. Go find it. Or in Mexico, maybe. Or in Mexico. Ooh. Who likes like a warm weather, like treasure hunt vacation? (laughs) I love a treasure hunt. Well. Not hunting a treasure, but I love the ideas of a treasure hunt. Do you you own a metal detector? Because I could see that for you. I don't, but I have always really wanted one. (laughs) Giving me ideas for your 40th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like all the treasures are going to already be found. Not apparently one million of them. We've got one. Oh, We've yeah. got one. Okay. I want, tri- I want tickets to Mexico, a Mexican vacation, and a metal detector <laughs> for my birthday. It's like two of my own dreams coming true. Aww. Yep. Love right. it. Sometimes I just wonder, do you want to find what might be buried? Ah. Yeah. Like the ring that's still attached to a finger. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There could be some scary shit out there. I can't decide. Is this like peaking my deep down archaeologist or is it scaring my fear of horror movies? <laughs> Part of me. Why not both? I'm both excited and terrified. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take the metal detector. Cool. <laughs> Theo tried to claim that that ransom money should be a tax-deductible business expense. Yes, I remember <laughs> hearing about that. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. The government said no. What? Oh, no. I thought they did it, Mm-mm. honestly. Mm-mm. He went to court and everything, trying to do it. After the kidnapping, both brothers became even more reclusive and um, Fuck really yeah, they did. stayed out of public completely, um, like an armored car on the way to work, and they were just like extremely, extremely careful. Carl was so reclusive that he built his own golf course so he (laughs) could keep playing golf without um, running into other people. Also, so he wouldn't have to pay anyone else green fees because he didn't (laughs) like that either. Yeah. It sounds like they're miserly, but not miserly in that they don't want to spend money, but miserly in that they don't want to spend money that goes to other people. Right. They didn't flaunt their wealth in other ways. Both of them were constantly yelling at everyone to turn off the lights. (laughs) <laughs> like, that was, like, a thing that everyone who knew them talked about. Well, I mean, in the days before LED technology. <laughs> Theo was known for, like, wearing pencils down to the nubs. Like, he would not get a new pencil until he had really used the whole pencil. Like, that kind of miserly. So they had um, very different management styles, apparently. Theo was very suspicious and micromanaged everyone and was at the office, like, first one there, last one out. The older one, Carl, was a little more chill. He would go to work every morning. Then every afternoon, he would go to his private golf course, (laughs) and then he would take a nap. He really trusted the people that he had working for him. He didn't have to worry about anybody smoking cigarettes, so (laughs) he lived a stress-free life. (laughs) No riffraff. Right. None. For Carl's 90th birthday, one of his managers threw him a party. I don't know if it was a surprise party. Like, Carl never would have agreed to this party because he... he, was still working? Both brothers retired at the same time in 1993. But they stayed with, like, a toe-in. Like, they were on the board or whatever you do once you kind of age out of being in charge. I feel like this is, like, the queen with, like, Prince Charles... Mm, yeah. You know, like yeah. just doesn't want to actually fully give up. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, neither one of these guys really wanted to fully give up. The manager that threw the party got fired for sure, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, my God. Carl gave a speech at his 90th birthday party. I'm going to read you the speech in its entirety. I did not want you all to come. I'm hungry, and I'll go home soon. <laughs> <laughs> but in German. 
Um, when they retired, the brothers um, built a house together on an island in the North oh, Sea so that kidding? they could hide out in summers without <laughs> being around anyone else. Theo died in 2010, age 88, and Carl died at age 94 in 22014. When he died, he was the wealthiest man in Germany. Wow. No Good fucking cigarettes again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. when no it came stress, to cigarettes. No riffraff. No lung cancer. No secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Carl had two kids, and they are both running Aldi Sued. Um, they're super billionaires, and everything's going just fine there, and nobody has any issues. Theo's family has some fucking issues. He had two kids. One of them passed away in 2012. Um, Apparently from, in his 50s, from like an Mm alcohol-related illness, according to his widow. It's the cigarettes. The cigarettes and the alcohol selection at Trader Joe's, too. They don't sell alcohol everywhere. I don't know if that's the case with Trader Joe's as well, but Aldi only sells alcohol in some states. That's true. There are some non-alcohol stores. Hmm. I think it's more state law than it is. Um, Yeah, because some states have um, all the alcohol stores are state-run. Like, I know Utah is state-run, and there's another state. What's it, like, North North Carolina? Carolina. Yeah, Yeah. where we just were. Typically, somehow, the more conservative states? Hmm. That that checks out. Um, When Thea's son, Bertold, died, his widow, Babette. Mm, Heard of her. Oh, yeah. She's so oh, you have? <laughs> yeah, she's flashy. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean with the name Babette. Right? <laughs> you have to be flashy. Yeah. If you're not like 110%, you can't have the name Babette. <laughs> well, I guess everything was fine until Bertold died, and then she had access to all this money oh, and started uh-uh. living a life as though she was a billionaire because she was. And the rest of the family was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is not who we are. Take it down a notch. Yeah. Right? You got to be a reckless. Even on some, like, reality television no. show? <gasps> scandal. Oh. Theo Total is turning scandal. over in his grave. I know. Theo and Carl, they're both. Mm. This is not how you run Aldi. Theo Jr.'s wife excluded her son's widow and three grandchildren from her will because they were spending too lavishly as well. Wow. I don't know if they were, like, buying lots of pencils. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay that we're the two richest families in all of Germany. We're still just, like, not spending any money or being public at all or going to any fancy parties. Like, no. Yeah. No, you get to spend your money on two things, golf <laughs> and office supplies it's true he didn't even have a nicely fitted suit it's like you know what i have already provided you everything you need you can't even have the lights on in the house hmm. i'm just thinking of the life of owning a golf course <laughs> and being alone yeah being alone <laughs> i love it one. do you like golfing marcus I can find a way to like it, I'm sure. I was the only one on the golf course. <laughs> Golfing is like the worst sport to me, I think. I would just lie to, like, all the time and be like, ball. I had another hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing wheelies on the golf cart the whole time. I'm so fucking good at this oh, game. Oh, yeah. Can you lie on your golf cart? If you golf, own it. Golf. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You could be the best golfer in all of Germany if yeah. you own your own golf course. I set a Who's new Who's going to tell you no? You got all 18 holes in one. It just like bounced from hole to hole. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ever gotten an 18 in one? Right. <laughs> so it's literally a one is your score. You're competing with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I know where this coffee came from. 
Oh, is it I from think I know. Honduras? Because it's, that's what the bag says. So the bag has a ton of information. The bag has like the region, Montesios. Um, on the back, it says Marcala. Those locations are both in the La Paz department. Mm. Like okay. La Paz sure. is like yeah. the, the county, basically. Okay. So that's like some pretty like specific information. They have the um, altitude that the coffee is grown at, hmm. too. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I Googled organic coffee from this region, and there are only two farms mm. that oh. I could find. Wow. And one of them was at the wrong altitude. Mm. So I start looking <gasps> closely at the other one's website, and in two places on the website, it says, quote, Trader Joe's named Honduras the second best growing region in the world. Oh, Randomly on this farm website. Yeah. Like, even though it's an Aldi coffee, we know they use the same vendors. It's just funny, like, Brad. Aldi says we're one. (laughs) Now I'm confused. Why didn't Trader Joe's have a better selection of single origin coffee? Spoiler, I guess. I have a feeling the Aldi coffee is going to be better than the Trader Joe's just based on the information I was able to find about it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, there's definitely way more transparency with Aldi. Um, So this is Montesillo's Coffee Farm is, I believe, where this came from. Um, High altitude, hand-picked, microclimate, um, small batch roasting. So they're roasting it in Honduras at the farm? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Yeah, I've talked to a few different, like, farmer roaster operations so typically when i've had coffees that were roasted at the farm they typically have not been as good as i feel like they could have been roasted i don't know for whatever reason it just never seemed quite as well roasted stick to what you're good at and right just grow exactly the coffee. yeah <laughs> plus two you've got to figure that like there's regional differences on what people prefer so mm-hmm. somebody might like a roast style like one way and then they're shipping it to an american market which our palates and tastes might be a little bit different Mm, That's a good point. There's the potential for a freshness factor, too, but I presume Mm -hmm. the stuff is staying on the shelves at Aldi for long enough that it doesn't really matter when it was roasted. Right. (laughs) Or where. (laughs) Well, it definitely has like a crazy far out best by date. 2-9-24. Yeah. (laughs) Two years. It's Uh probably roasted in like 2-4-22, if Uh I had to take a guess. Yeah. Well, shall we brew some coffee? Yes, please. Yay! Pip Pip Cheerio! It's your favorite coffee spokesperson, Giles, back to tell you about the latest coffees to drop on Modest Coffee. A new offering has arrived from Colombia, and it's a particularly nice and inviting example of what Colombia has to offer. Head over to www.modest.coffee to see what they're roasting today. Cheers! And we're back! With the olfactory reveal. With the olfactory reveal. Da, 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 da. All right, so we've got this Honduras single origin FTO coffee from Aldi. The Aldi's. The Aldi's. <laughs> if you're from Chicago, it. you got to call it everything with an S. So it's the Jules, <laughs> the Aldi's, the Dominics. You know what's lame? What? The A tra- lot of Joes. Dorks called Trader Joe's traders. Traders, I'm just gonna hop over to Traders. <laughs> I don't like that. No, I do I don't not either. like that. I got TJs. I always thought it was TJs. TJs is cool. I yeah. say TJs like when I'm right. abbreviating for brevity. Right. Yeah, I hear Traders and I'm like, 
Yuck. No, that's not cool. <laughs> Describe a person who might say traitors. No. What do they look like? Oh, sorry. I was not supposed to do that. But <laughs> the reason I can't do that is because I'm like specifically referring to someone I work with that calls me. <laughs> <laughs> smell. Okay. Here's your smell. old factory. Smell the coffee now. All right. Yeah, we're smelling the coffee. It smells like roasted coffee. Please don't get any boogers on it, though. I didn't. Okay, I just good. smelled it. <laughs> I could smell it from across the room, and huh. it didn't smell bad from over mm-hmm. there. I think it smells okay. Yeah, it smells I don't like think roasted it smells coffee. great. I don't think it smells bad. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I tip. I had um, higher hopes for it based on the fact that it's a all the all, all the things that make it sound fancy. Um, it's supposedly a medium roast, and yeah, it's supposedly everything hand picked. So we'll see. It didn't smell bad to me. I am thinking it might be a whiskey day. Hell yeah! Finally. Could use it's a little hair a of the dog this morning. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I no. feel hungover without even drinking. No. This is what I get for trying to be young on a Saturday night. <laughs> you know what I did? You went to the art show. I did that, but then I did laundry. And then you went to the after Fucking party. came home at 11.30 at night and then did laundry <laughs> till 1 o'clock in the morning. That's exactly how I party. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I bump it up. So I'm in bed by about 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, might, I may have brought it up to a stranger at Trader Joe's before. <laughs> yeah, I do overshare, which is like classic Trader Joe's employee. You really like to dish with your customers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine with me. Um, and so I'll talk about any old thing. But I have literally brought up you, definitely you guys. I will... Should we give you some podcast cards so you can well, just start handing them out to customers? Yes. Here's what I will do, and my boss is going to hear this. So I don't know what to do about that, but <laughs> I have a friend that comes and buys uh, Trader Joe's small lot coffee, and I'll be like, have you tried Modest Coffee? <laughs> 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 and I like, brought up your website on my phone. It just, I'm going to get fired now. Uh, but, no, you yeah. know what? Yeah. You won't get fired if Trader Joe's... Decides to bring us in as yeah. a local roaster. And all, also, you know what? This was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened Forgot. in your dream. That's yeah. fine. Do the customers, ever, are they ever like, um, where are the garbanzo beans? <laughs> yeah. They're like, I didn't actually come in for a coffee recommendation. No. I just need chickpeas. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I will tell you that instead, one customer asked me for chickpeas. And I was like, let me take you the garbanzo beans. <laughs> he's like... What are you talking about? <laughs> He's trying to tell me they're not the same thing. And I'm like, look, man, I wouldn't be employed here if I didn't know that information. <laughs> so, yes, I will get into that. But it's very, very um, central to Trader Joe's that you have extensive product knowledge. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be a grocery expert. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. And it's been really fun to try everything <laughs> that we sell. I encourage that. Um, yeah, I've heard You know that- what you guys have that is the best? What? Uh, the Indian frozen dishes. I love those. Those are so fucking yes. good. Like the chicken vindaloo yeah. and like masala. You could literally be anybody to me right now <laughs> saying that same shit. Um, because yes, like doctor's appointments. Um, last summer I tried to get some veins removed from my legs. And this woman's giving me an ultrasound and she's like, Trader Joe's? <laughs> Let me tell you what I love to buy there. In my one way of like calming myself down. And getting like a through line and, and good care is to bring up Trader Joe's. <laughs> uh, 
My favorite are the gummy tummies, in case you were wondering. The penguin gummy tummies. Can you tell me why? I've always wondered. They're gelatin, and they, so that's good for you, apparently. We put it in our coffee every morning, and it's probably made with fruit juice, mm-hmm. maybe? Fruit and vegetable, I'm sure. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, to me, that is... It's healthy. Jenny, you just said something about putting gelatin in your coffee. Can mm-hmm. you explain that? Extrapolate. So um, we had a roommate who was staying here for, like, she stayed here for, like, a year. And she had some joint things. And so she used to put collagen powder because it's supposed to be good for your joints. I was like, I'm going to try this. And I couldn't taste it at all. And it's just supposed to be, like, really good for your joints and for your hair and for your skin and... I figure it doesn't hurt to have a little protein, but doing it in your coffee, it's flavorless, it's odorless, it dissolves really well in the hot coffee. So my first cup of coffee in the morning, Marcus has started doing it now too. We put some collagen in. Just like carbon monoxide. What? It's flavorless and odorless. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever put gelatin in your hot coffee and then walked away and forgotten about it and come back to like a... (laughs) Gelatinous. That's a real concern of mine. And so when I did when I did that the one time, I was like, I have to slam this before it starts to gelatinize. Yes. Ugh. You don't even notice it's there. All right. So, Steph, do you want to tell us the rules about this coffee and how we'd get to no bad reviews, no matter what? Even if it's made by Nazis. No, it's, um, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to taste it black and we're going to see how it stands up. And, you know, maybe we can give it a no bad review right off the bat. If not, we can add some cream and sugar. And then if we still need to, we could add some whiskey, I hope, and some whipped cream <laughs> and try to get this coffee to the point where we're ready to give it a not bad review. And you're a non-drinking person too, right, Joanna? Or do you right. occasionally have a uh, drink? Uh, lately, I've been like dabbling. Uh-huh. Um, it's not sitting well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for a way to enhance this coffee... Mm-hmm. Would you prefer whiskey or whipped cream? Or both. Yeah. Um, I'll drink it black. But you got it. What if you don't like it black? Um, well, I can't give it a bad review. Right. So, so you got to just drink it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, Am no. I doing this right? Yes. yes. You're doing it you're great, doing it but great. you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you have to add things until it tastes better than it started. It until will taste To the point good. where you can say, can it's I, not bad. I do like coffee and oat milk. Okay. And cinnamon, actually. Okay. Oh, we could get cinnamon. Ooh. Whatever oh. you need to make this coffee a no bad review, okay. you have at Jello. your disposal. Okay. <laughs> Jello. Uh, okay. Um. So right off the bat, cinnamon. That's a, a great musky, idea. Mm-hmm. A little musk. It does not smell good right off Mm-mm. the bat. It, it does a little, not. A little bit like Elon Musk. Oh, don't make this any worse. I know. <laughs> it did. I didn't think it smelled bad like the grounds. So mm-hmm. I'm the actual coffee. Uh, I don't know. This is like very accessible coffee. Wherein I've heard a lot of podcasts where the coffee's weird or it's from far away. I've had many cups of coffee with stuff. I just wonder if we. If we'd done this before. Oh, maybe we have done this before. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. What I think, what I am questioning about these coffees is their price point. So especially for this Aldi one, so it's like what, like six dollars or whatever for like a bag of a fair trade single origin coffee from Honduras that has a lot of transparency with it. And so my thought is, it has these things that higher priced coffees have, or it's doing the same things, or it's appearing to do them. But is it actually going to stand up to, like, my experience with another, say, single origin, fair trade, organic, 
from Honduras, La Paz. Right. You know, like yeah. Well, like, it... it's hard to sell it for six dollars with margin when like like the green from like a really nice coffee would cost like three or four dollars a pound right now. So mm-hmm. it's like there's just not a lot of room there to get both exceptionally good coffee and like a good price point mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, if the farm is growing it, roasting it, making it, you're cutting out a lot of middlemen there. Mm-hmm. And so that could be a, a way that Aldi is getting such a good price and able to sell it for such a low price point. Mm-hmm. It's aggressive. I took a sip. Yeah, I don't oh. agree with that assessment. Yeah. The smell is um, making like, me hesitant. It's like coating my entire mouth. Oh. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> what is this like extremely it's like um bark bark <laughs> yeah it's got yeah. a little, yeah. little wood yeah. yeah to me it feels very sour too bitter yeah like bitter i'm sour. more bitter than sour but i'm getting like a lot of acidity in it myself i get more bitter i'm less familiar with um taste testing coffee is this all qualifying as no yep. bad reviews so far yeah it's okay. fine so bitter that's the okay. thing sour is okay okay does okay. that require like half a cup of sugar does it require a little oat milk and cinnamon maybe you know yeah. maybe it'll yeah. get you there maybe maybe oat milk and cinnamon is all you need mm. and you're like hey you know what? this is not bad i am actually adding the oat, mi- oat I, milk i'm ready the leading oat beverage i'm gonna add a little half and half i guess it needs something i can't well, let's just say it rhymes with motley <laughs> <laughs> motley the the fine purveyor of bridges. This is better with the oat uh, milk. Mo- the, the, <laughs> the rhymes with motley. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm a full on consumer of. Oh, yeah. Me you, too. You were, you were always telling me about it, and I thought, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. And now you're hooked. Keep it in the fridge all time. Yeah. yeah. Me too. All right. This is not enough for me. I had to add some sugar. I agree that the half and half was not enough for me either. And I'm going to, I'm like ready to skip to whiskey. I feel like whiskey is going to do it for this one. We had an accidental post podcast party last week. If you're on Patreon, you could have listened to us planning that party, forgetting that we were recording. That was so funny. Yeah. That party is why you have a brand new bottle of whiskey? No, this is a qualified business expense. Awesome. But we did a love it or leave it last week, Mm -hmm. and it was a coffee-infused vodka, Mm -hmm. and it was so good, we just then kept drinking it on our front porch. All afternoon. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And recorded. Yeah. Sounds great. Wonder what I was doing. (laughs) Was it on Mother's Day? No. Did you record on Mother's Day? No. Because I had to work on Mother's Day. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. Bullshit. Trader Joe's, you heard it here first. No, no. (laughs) It was my own admission. My own admission. I. Are you just trying not to get fired here? Nope. Okay. (laughs) I am starting to be concerned that I've already said too much. No, you've said nothing but nice things about Trader Joe's. Yeah, and I have a lot more nice things to say. Trader Joe's. Yeah. Right. You know what? They're going to promote you after this Mm -hmm. to like head of PR. No, I don't need... That's okay. I'll <laughs> politely decline. <laughs> and I think those jobs are, like, far away. Like, in California. Germany? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, like, the important so. corporate people live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aldi headquarters, Batavia, Illinois. That's Maybe right. you could jump ship. Oh. Maybe you, you could be the first person <laughs> to go from Trader Joe's Let to Aldi. Let me tell Aldi. you. Did they try to steal you? I filled out an app <gasps> for... Aldi corporate, Ooh. and uh-huh. it was for, I want to say maybe like in designy, like in an area where there was like graphic skills needed, mm-hmm. which I just 
made up that I had. Mm-hmm. And they didn't hire me. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I ended up at Trader Joe's. But I think I was doing something in between. I, I also applied at this, like, oh, I think McDonald's-affiliated job. Hmm. And I did not want to do it at all, but it was like a big girl job. I needed a little bit more support. Uh, And the day that Trader Joe's hired me, it was like the day I had to call them back and say, you know, I decline your job offer. So thankfully. You could have been a corporate woman at McDonald's. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when Steph said um, jump ship, do you approve of nautical-themed, like... Should we save that for the Lingo? Trader Joe's episode? Yeah. yeah. We'll get into it. Do you it's approve okay. of Aldi not having nautical terms? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I like slightly envious? No. <laughs> like when a, when a manager issues an order, do you have to say I I? <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. Not in my time with the company, okay. maybe back in the day. But yeah, we got to ring a bell, right? You hear the bells when you go into Trader Joe's. Yes. If you need help, uh-huh. you ring the bell. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, you ring the bell once. Ooh, I hope I get this right. For um, more help, like, like more hands on deck. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you uh, need another bagger. Mm-hmm. And then two bells is like, hey, these bananas are rotten. Want to grab me another one? Something like that. And three bells is I need... I need the captain right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. What if you just start jingling it and you don't stop? Does that um, mean like evacuate? Like a child you're like, you're grabbed like it? banished from working the register. Does probably. it mean the Titanic's going down? Often the kids do ring the bells and that's annoying, but what are you going to do? You just look around, you make eyes, and you're like, it's a, fa- it's a false, false, falsy. I don't, know. don't worry. Wave do you your get hand. in trouble for not giving the kid two lollipops to keep his hands occupied? You don't get in trouble for that. No, and generally I am very um, kind of withholding <laughs> when it comes to stickers and suckers. I just like to get the customer on their way. And I'm very, um, ch- like I said, I'm chatty. I'm very positive and upbeat. But, like, the kids can the kids can scoot, <laughs> you know? Um, where other people that I work with love giving the suckers. It's like Halloween for them. They're really excited. They're like, oh, I see you have children take our suckers <laughs> so why are you so stingy with the lollipops i wouldn't say i'm stingy i would say i'm very highly focused on um my the customer groceries. service okay. the person paying the, the tab <laughs> yeah, right like your kid's cute um but you know, not that cute not that cute you know not as cute as my kid i will say the one thing that i hate about kids at trader joe's <laughs> thankfully i'm not saying that that way go ahead <laughs> The fucking carts. Oh, that somebody was... needs to put all the baby carts in a dumpster. Don't worry, we did. Yes. Yeah, our store doesn't have Thank them God. anymore, and we're Sorry, still breaking the hearts—the tiny hearts of small children. Good. Better to break a kid's heart than an adult's ankle, which yeah. is what I know. always happened with those. Well put. Oh, yeah. And the yeah, and carts then... went away during the pandemic, and they oh, did smart. not come back. Ah, Very smart. Silver lining. Yes. You know what? The pandemic right. has had some really nice things about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's one of them. That's one of them. Um, nice things to say about this coffee. And it's it's acceptable with oatly and sugar. Agreed. Acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine tastes like whiskey, so that's great. I'm gonna go to whiskey. I did half and half, and mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of just flat. 
And yeah. It's, I mean, I guess I could say it's not bad, but I, I, I'm not like excited about it not being bad, you know, that maybe whiskey would help I with. think mine wants some whipped cream. Do you want cinnamon, Joanna? Sure. Okay. I love it. Thanks. I'm disappointed a little bit. I mean, I'm not, this isn't a bad review. I was just hoping for a little more than I got. That's all. From a single origin, fair trade, organic coffee. You can get the packaging and you can say all the things, but then if it's not like, if under the hood, it's just kind of cheap coffee, like Mm -hmm. it's going to taste like it, unfortunately. I mean, it's nice because it's hitting some of those sustainable marks, which is good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the quality isn't there. That's why I'm also the type of person that, cares more about cup quality than certifications, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, this can have fair trade and organic, but if it doesn't taste exceptional, like, I don't really care about the certifications when it comes to coffee mm. as much. It's been a while since I've done a shot of whipped cream to the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can mm. I You want can a- I advertise a quick Trader Joe's product? Yeah. Have, have you it? ever tried the coconut whipped cream? Ooh, it's I have so good. Mm, that would it's be vegan. coffee. I think if I were somebody who liked anything coconut, yeah. I would love it. Oh, you don't like coconut? No. Sorry. I wish I did. Okay. Because it seems like such a nice, like, alternative. But I I hate coconut, except for I love it in shampoo. Like, (laughs) soaps, shampoos, stuff like that. Coconut in that body butter I brought you. Yeah, so I love the smell of coconut, but I hate the taste of it. Okay. (laughs) 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 Who's this coffee for, you guys? Mm. Well... <laughs> I guess it's. I think it's for like somebody who's kind of bougie but on a budget. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't know that. <sighs> I mean, if you care more about packaging than like content, then this this would be good for you. Like, if you care about like, oh, I only drink organic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair trade. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a shit about what it tastes like. Like, I care so much about certifications. There are those people like, out there. This is a great way to do it on the cheap. You know, this probably isn't any worse than like a whatever other budget coffees you're buying. It's not terrible. It's just uh, not as good as you would hope it would be. Mm-hmm. How is it with cinnamon? Um, appears to be a lot of cinnamon in that cup. It, I over-poured. Did it, did it like just <laughs> dump right out? <laughs> yeah, it did. And then I don't know if any of you noticed when I tried to blow on it, it all flew up <laughs> my face. But like the cinnamon it is challenge. drinkable. It yeah. is drinkable. I'm looking forward to the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where you don't have to drink it anymore? Right. Yeah. There's no obligation to drink the yeah, whole Yeah, you cup. don't have to finish I it. I will. Because okay. I'm steadfastly into my coffee routine, which is to say I have coffee every day. And if I go without it, I feel bummed. So, so if you don't finish this cup... You're going to have disrupted your routine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like the whiskey, it still didn't get me there. No. And the cream. I think no. I need sweet, maybe. Do you mm. need whipped cream? Maybe. Mm. I liked the whipped cream. That helped a little. Yeah. Well, try a little cinnamon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is a new addition yeah. from our guest. I do really enjoy cinnamon and coffee. Ooh. That smells I like-, like a churro. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things to do, especially during the summer, is to make dirty chai coffee. Mm. Where I Love take that. chai spices and then put it in with my coffee while I'm brewing it. And then add a little cream and sugar or oatly and sugar, and it's really good. That sounds I gotta delicious. say, the cinnamon really gets rid of the funk aromatics. Yeah. And now it smells like really nice. Oh. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's not bad. Good. Hey, good first guest. Huh? <laughs> 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 Thanks, Joanna. Sure. Yeah. This is our episode for... 
Mm-hmm. The Aldis. The Aldis. Yeah. <laughs> the Aldis. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So let's check ourselves out, shall we? Yeah. All right. Grocery store. Oh, store. Oh, oh, and man. Joanna's heard dumb jokes like that so much that I'm it like, didn't even face yeah. her. I'm like, <laughs> like, grab your bags. Good job. It's all good. So, yeah, this is the end of part one of our Aldi versus Trader Joe's. Great. It's just so much fun hanging out that I know that our listeners are going to love this. And they're going to listen and love next week's episode, too. Yeah, so next week we're going to be back. Joanna's going to tell us some stuff. And then we're going to try another coffee from Trader Joe's. We would love it if you would tell a friend about our podcast because I'm sure your friend loves either Trader Joe's or Aldi because everybody loves at least one, if not both. Follow us on social media. And you can also follow Joanna at Joey Seeker. Mm -hmm. That's going to be in our show notes. You can see all the cool stuff that Joanna does. And you can also support us on Patreon, like we had said, and buymeacoffee.com. Both of those are those websites slash no bad reviews pod. In fact, like everything is no bad reviews pod, including our social media. And send us any ideas or personal stories at hello at no bad reviews podcast.com. You know what? Go out there and hug somebody. Sure. And um, when you hug them, tell them about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper it into their ear <laughs> while you're hugging them. <laughs> and you know I'll be talking about it in my checkout line. Yes. We'll <laughs> send you off with a ton of cards, and you just slip one in every bag. <laughs> All right. Cool. I will. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what that nice checkout girl was telling us, because you're now a famous podcaster, too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Add that to your list of accolades. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.